And I'm actually going to begin at the end of the passage we're going to look at this morning. And I want you to look at this phrase, and then we'll go back and dig into this a little bit more. In verse 24 of Ephesians chapter 4, Paul tells the believers in Ephesus this, and it's a command. He says, put on the new man. The new man that has been created in God's image in righteousness and holiness that comes from truth. When the Bible uses the word truth, let's start there. The word speaks about what is sure, what is certain, what is reality. We can live in a world of make-believe and we can live in a world of illusion and delusion like many people do today. But if you and I are to be followers of Jesus Christ, we've always got to come back to the truth and focus more on the truth than on the make-believe. And the truth is found in Jesus Christ. He himself even said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. His word is truth. Jesus said, as he prayed to the Father, Father, set them apart in your truth. Your word is truth. If we want to get real, if we want to understand what reality really is, then we have got to link ourselves up to Jesus Christ and live in close communion and fellowship with him. And we've got to dive into the word of God and saturate our minds there. And here's the reality. Here's what the word of God tells you and I as followers of Jesus Christ. Each of us here today who know Jesus Christ as our Savior, we have a super suit. Did you hear that? Did you even know that? Frozone in the movie The Incredibles sees all of this chaos and crime going on outside of his window. And he's like, I got to get my super suit on so that I can deal with it. Now, please, I'm, I'm not condoning the way this husband and wife in the video clip talk to each other. And I'm not picking on the ladies in the audience because it's very possible that it could be the men. But in this particular video clip, one of the disturbing things, humorous and yet disturbing, is here's all of this stuff going on right outside their window. Reality. Bad things. Something needs to be done. And she is totally oblivious of it. She doesn't even know it's going on because she's getting ready for her thing, right? And he realizes it, but he knows I can't deal with that as who I normally am. I need my super suit. So obviously the closet opens up and he's like, what have you done with my super suit? Well, when Paul tells us as believers in Jesus Christ to put on the new man, It literally means change into that new man. Change into that super suit that God gave you when you and I became a Christian. Because the reality is this. First of all, you and I without that super suit will never be able to accomplish the things we've already talked about in the book of Ephesians as God's people. Without the super suit, we will never be able to make known to the angels in heaven the wisdom of God. 
Without that, we will never be able to see God's glory uh, manifested in the church. He will never be seen for who he really is without it. And then finally, we will never diffuse the influence of Christ everywhere you and I go out there in the world without it. But there's more than that. Because just like the gal in the video, that many times we, even as Christians, so get caught up in the world of make-believe and delusion and illusion that the world always operates in because they've lost touch with God and therefore they've lost touch with reality, that we begin to lose touch with reality too. And part of the reason why either we don't even know we have a super suit or we're not putting it on all the time is because we clearly don't understand what's going on all around us. Because if we really understood reality of how things are around us all the time, we would dare not spend any moments of our time trying to deal with things without the super suit. We would put it on all the time. And I'll even say this. Here's another reason why we need to put on the new man. Because nothing around us may change for the good. In fact, in fact, things might actually get worse and deteriorate. In other words, in your life. You may be counting on God to change the persons around you or the circumstances around you or the situation around you. And you keep hoping for that. But see, you've got to understand from God's perspective, he's like, look, I've given you a free will and you live in a fallen world. That's the reality. And the reality is that this world we live in is not the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, he said before Pilate, my kingdom's not of this world. If it is, my people would fight for it. The Bible teaches that the reality is this world lies in the power of the evil one. So God is saying to us, look, the people that you want changed around you or the circumstances you want changed around you or the situation you want changed around you may never change. In fact, it might get worse or deteriorate, but with the super suit that I've given you, you'll always be able to rise above the circumstances. See, we, we always look at it the other way. God, change everything around me so that I can be, you know, okay. And God says, no, no, you don't understand. I've made a way for you to be okay no matter what your circumstances, no matter what the situation, no matter what people are around you, because I've given you my divine nature, what Paul calls this new man. Now, the reality is, when you and I accept Jesus Christ as our Savior, we get this super suit, what Paul calls the new man, what Peter calls being a partaker of the divine nature of God. We get it. But it's sort of like Frozone suit. You and I have to take it out of the closet and put it on. 
God won't force the super suit on us. You see. Because just like we live in a world where there's free will operating all around us, God also gives us a free will. And basically he is saying this to us. And I'm going to use the superhero analogy and stick with it for a while. You and I, even as Christians, when we become a Christian, God can't take the fallen nature away. So what he does do, though, is he adds the new nature to our fallen nature. See, because the only way, realistically, in reality, that we can get rid of the fallen nature is to die. Or to be raptured up to glory. That's the only way we can get rid of the fallen nature. Well, obviously, God doesn't want to just save us and then zap us up to heaven. He's got reasons and purposes for us to stay behind and be an influence and impact this world for him. But what God does do is say, look, I can't take that fallen nature out. You're still human, but I can give you my divine nature. Then you have a choice. You don't have to live your life as just Clark Kent. You can choose to put on that super suit anytime and become Superman. Or let's give the gals some props here. I won't use all male things. You can choose to live your life as the alter ego of Supergirl gals and be Linda Danvers. Or you can choose to put on the Supergirl suit every day. The new man. But God says it's up to you. It's up to you. Because one of the things that God wants to do is to, as we walk with him and and live the Christian life, is first of all to realize, unlike the gal in the video, what reality really is and that we really need that new man put on every day. Because somehow, even as a, a Christian, if I'm not in touch with reality then I don't really think I need to navigate life with a super suit. I can handle things on my own, thank you very much, God. See, I I can live as Clark Kent, and I can get by as Clark Kent. I don't need that. And one one of the purposes for the Christian life, hopefully real soon in the Christian life, is to realize I fall all the time as Clark Kent. I fail all the time as Clark Kent. There's no way I can meet the challenges of my life as Clark Kent. I need this new nature that God has given me. I've got to get rid of relying on the fallen nature as a Christian to live my life. Because first of all, if I become a Christian and continue to live by the power of the fallen nature, which just exists in me, rather than the super suit, if you will, is my life looks no different than someone then who's not even a Christian. My life will look no different. Even though I can claim to be saved, and maybe you are, but until you and I begin to put on the new man, our life will reflect no change at all to the one pre-Christ. Which is why, if you pick this up with me, let's go back to the beginning of the passage where Paul says this. So I say this to you, Ephesian believers, and insist on it in the Lord. That you no longer live as the Gentiles do. And again, that's just a term that the Bible uses in the New Testament to speak about people who don't even know God in a personal way. 
He says, you realize that when you came to Christ, there should have been a change that took place. Because, yes, you still have that fallen nature, but now you have the new man, this divine nature within you. And you can now put that on and choose to live by that rather than the Clark Kent persona of life. Therefore, your life will start to look different. That's what Paul said to the Corinthians when he says, if anyone, anyone is in Christ, we then become a what? A new creation. Old things are passed away. All things become new. The phrase old things passed away speaks about the time of our conversion. But the phrase all things become new speaks about our life as disciples and followers of Jesus Christ. It's a progressive process. But Paul is saying to them, don't live like you don't even know God. There should be change. See, last week we talked about how growth has to be the priority of our life as a Christian. Well, why then does Paul follow up on the passage about growth with this? Because growth equals change. If you and I think somehow that I can come to Christ and have an encounter with Jesus Christ and then get the divine nature put in me and that God gives me a super suit and nothing changes, then you do not understand the salvation that God brought to you. Or maybe you're not even really saved. And then, as a Christian throughout your life, there should always be change taking place. If you are like, you know what, God? I want your salvation, but I don't want anything to change in my life, then you do, again, do not understand the biblical concept of salvation and sanctification and growth. Because growth always brings change. It's inevitable. I mean, think about it from a physical perspective. When a baby is born and they begin to grow, they never stay the same. They're always changing. They always look a little bit different. Obviously, they're getting taller and they're filling out and all that. Growth in the physical world always brings change. And so Paul is simply saying, I'm insisting on this, that you who claim to be believers in in Jesus Christ in Ephesus, you shouldn't be living like you used to. There should be changes taking place because you're not now navigating life just with the Old man, the fallen nature, you now have God's new nature placed within you, that super suit. And things should be changing. Then he goes on in these verses to basically give characteristics about those who don't know God. And he's saying, are these in your life too? Because they shouldn't be. There should be changes happening. And then... I want you to notice what he says in verse 20. After he goes down through all the characteristics of basically unsaved people that saved people can look like if they continue to live by the fallen nature rather than the new nature, he says, but you did not learn about Christ like this. If indeed you heard about him, verse 21, and were taught in him just as the truth, the reality is in Jesus. Notice what Paul's saying there. First of all, he uses the word learn because the word learn is associated with the word disciple or being a faithful follower of Christ. And he says, if you're a faithful follower of Jesus Christ, you figure this out real quick, right? Yeah. 
Again, the problem today is many Christians are not really being faithful followers of Jesus Christ and disciples. They're saved and that's it. And that's why they're oblivious to the reality of what's going on around them. They still think, I can navigate life by Clark Kent rather than by Superman. And then they wonder why they struggle so. Because they're trying to live life in the spiritual realm now by the fallen nature. We're going to fail every time. And then, here's what Christians in that immature realm do. They try to get God to change everything around them to make it easier on them. Rather than realizing the reality is this. We live in a fallen world. We live around fallen people like us who have a free will. And God is not anymore going to take their free will away from them to hurt us and inflict pain on us and make decisions that can just harm and hurt all of us as He is going to take our free will away. What God does say to the follower of Jesus Christ is, but this is what I will do. I will give you a super suit so that no matter what is going on around you, no matter who you are dealing with, no matter how bad it gets, this super suit that I give you will enable you to navigate anything that will come by in your life. There is nothing that you cannot handle with your super suit on. The only question is, will you and I realize that we need to put on that super suit all the time? And not live a day without it. Not live a moment of the day without it. How long has that super suit, if you're a Christian, hung in your closet? And you've continued day after day after day to try to navigate life on a, in a fallen world with fallen people who have a free will around you, who are frustrating you and discouraging you. How long will you continue to try to navigate that in the Clark Kent mode rather than the super suit mode? And that's why Paul says, you didn't learn this from Jesus. And notice also how Jesus, and knowing Him, He is our example. He is our educator. Notice how central it is in Paul's thought in verses 20 and 21. Notice he says, you did not learn about Christ. Are we focusing on Christ? Learning more about Him. Again, He's our education. He's our example. Is our minds filled with Christ? And then he goes on to say, If indeed you heard about Him. And then he goes on to say, And we're taught in Him. Just as the truth is in Jesus. All through those two verses, Paul is saying, If we want to really get real and stop living in worlds of illusion and make-believe where we focus more on superheroes and worlds that don't exist rather than coming to the realization that 
something many Christians don't realize that with what God has given us, we in Christ are the superheroes with superpowers. And we're going to talk about those superpowers next week. The reason is because just like with make-believe superheroes, if you don't know how to use your power properly or when to use it, you can do more damage than good. So God has entrusted us with a super suit, but he said, now, you've got to learn how to use it, which is part of what Paul's even saying here. You and I then have to become faithful followers and disciples to learn what we even have. What we have in this divine nature, this new man, and how to use it properly so that we don't go around doing more damage than good. How we do that is by becoming a disciple of Jesus Christ, as Paul said in 20 and 21. Then notice what he says in verse 22. You were taught with reference to your former way of life to lay aside the old man, which is being corrupted, literally deteriorating in accordance with its deceitful desires. Paul says, lay it aside. Literally, take off. Lay it aside. Don't rely on Clark Kent anymore to navigate life. Your fallen nature and my fallen nature will do nothing to advance us in life or spiritually or anything. It, does, it can't. It's fallen. Sin degrades and deteriorates and damages and harms. There's nothing good in our fallen nature. And yet the sad thing is, as Christians, it's almost like either we don't realize we've got a super suit or we just never put it on and we leave it in the closet because somehow we think, I can do life like Clark Kent. No, Paul says to the believers in Ephesus, lay that aside. Don't try to put that on every day and go through the day. That won't help you a bit. And then I love this, verse 23. He says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that's really the bridge, if you will, between laying aside the old man in verse 22 and putting on the new man in verse 24. Why? Well, because being renewed in the spirit of your mind means that God wants to come in from day one of accepting Christ as our Savior, and He wants to begin to change the way we think. He wants to change the way you and I think. Do you as a believer understand that? That that's that's our Christian life. That throughout our Christian life, God wants to change the way you and I think. Why? Because again, as a fallen human being, just the Clark Kent mode, our thinking is all wrong. It just is. Our thinking apart from the new nature can never be on the same page as God. Never. Because our thinking, our minds were also damaged in the fall. That's what sin does. That's why I was talking to my son about this, who's finishing up his master's thesis. And 
We were talking about this the other day where, you know, people do irrational things all the time. It doesn't make sense. And if you sat down and you even logically thought, why would I do that? There'd be 12,000 reasons not to do it and none to do it. And they still do it. Why? Because our minds are messed up. Because we choose to do things that aren't good for us and we don't choose the things that are really good for us. What explains that? Well, it's not somehow that our minds can't... No, it's just it's the way our minds are... So Paul says, one of the main things God has to do when we begin to learn about Christ and walk with Christ and become a disciple of Christ and learn how important it is that we stop living like Clark Kent and we start living like Superman is he starts to change the way we think. So that, so that, first of all, we understand what reality really is. That we, for the very maybe first time in our life, we get real. We stop trying to live in a world of make-believe and illusions. Like, things will just get better and, 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 and I'll just, I'm just holding out for when things get better. Things might not get better. In fact, they might get worse. So God says, put your super suit on, you'll be able to deal with it. That's how he wants to change our thinking. That's why when you and I learn this, it totally changes our prayer life. Because for many Christians, their prayer life is going to God and trying to sort of twist God's arm to to bend God to, to the way they want things. God, I want this. And if you just made this happen, and if you just made this situation around me better, if you just changed that person so that they wouldn't so be, you know, if I could just have this perfect environment around me, then God, I, I, everything would be okay. God says, you understand, my word tells you that's not the way it is. That's not reality. It'll never be that way. So you're wasting a lot of time going to me, asking me to change all this stuff for good. The reality is the world in which we live and the people that we live with, including us, might do really bad things. But I'll give you something to handle it. Instead of taking everybody's free will away, And all of a sudden, making this world a better place, which God will do one day. God says, I'll give you a super suit. You put that on, you live with my power and you live with my divine nature. And anything and anyone that comes up against you, no matter what it is, you'll be able to rise above it. That's what Paul's saying here. Because again... If you and I think we can bring glory to God in the church, that that people will see who God really is through the people of God apart from his new nature, no. Because the fallen nature is not going to reveal God at all. So if a bunch of Christians get together and they don't have their super suits on, then all we're going to manifest is the fallen nature. We're not going to be any different than people who don't know God. Which I think is part of the problem today in the church in general is people aren't seeing the difference and the distinction that God can make in our lives. Because we're trying to operate our lives through the old nature, the fallen nature that cannot do anything for us, rather than putting on the new man every moment of the day. And saying, God, I know I can't do this in my fallen nature. I need that new man. 
put it on, change into it. Maybe you might even catch yourself sometime during the day having put on that new man to start the day and starting the day off real good. And then somewhere along the day, you start realizing, you know what? Clark Kent's back in, in business. I'm starting to see that I... Because the phrasing of this verb in the original means that I just need to consciously and very intentionally as a Christian... Put this on, if you will, and change into it whenever I feel like I've slipped back into the Clark Kent mode rather than the Superman mode. When I start reacting in the flesh, when I start reacting or responding as an unsaved person would in their fallen human nature rather than in the divine nature of Jesus Christ, then I know, guess what? That super suit's not on anymore. Somewhere along the line, I took it off. Because the other thing that this passage is reminding us of is only you and I can take it off and put it on. Other people can't put it on for us because if they would, they'd be putting it on for us all the time, right? You need your super suit. Get it on, you know. I'm tired of dealing with you without your super suit. Your fault. Get that. No, we, we can't do that for each other. Only you and I can make that choice. To lay aside the old man and put on the new man. And notice in verse 24 too, Paul says this new man is created in Christ Jesus in in the image of God, if you will. And I know many Christians say, whoa, 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 whoa. Aren't when we, when we're all created as human beings, aren't we all created in the image of God? Isn't that what Genesis teaches? Yeah, to a point. But again, don't start taking things out of context. Because the Bible also teaches us that the original creation, Adam and Eve in the garden, they were created in the image of God. But when sin came in through Adam and Eve, God's image was marred. God's image was, was in a sense, destroyed through sin. So that God can't be seen as clearly as he used to be able to be seen in his creation. And that's true today too. That's why in the new creation that you and I are in Christ when we accept Christ our Savior, then God begins to build his image back into us so that when people do look at us and our church, they see God. Because they won't see God apart from the new man, the new nature. They'll see a fallen human being just like them. No different than them in our behavior, in our attitudes, in our actions. No different. And can I say that's where Christians spend way too much time trying to even figure it all out. Because it is confusing. We confuse it. We we cause the problem. When we go out there and, and claim to be Christians... And, and maybe we really even aren't. And our life is no different after Christ than it was before. Or we become a Christian, but we never grow. We never follow the path of discipleship. We never learn that we even have a super suit. How to use a super suit. What are the powers in this super suit? And all of that. So we continue to live as a Christian under the fallen human nature in that mode of Clark Kent rather than the new nature of God. And our life, again, is not going to look much different than those that don't know God. 
So that's why then Christians go around, well, are they saved? Were they all... Does it really matter? I mean, yeah, it matters if they're saved. But that's not for you and I to sit around and try to figure it out. First of all, we have enough to do with our own putting our new man on every day, us. Because it is easier for us as human beings to look at everybody else around us and go, you need to change. And maybe they do. But again, God says, they may not change. They may never change. In fact, they might get even worse. So put on your super suit. You're going to need it to deal with that. I love this. Paul says, put on the new man. The new man who has been created in God's image. God wants to stamp now his image back into us that was marred and changed and destroyed through the fall. And that's why he calls us a new creation. And that's why he uses uh, phrases and verses like, we don't despair. Though our physical body is wearing away, our inner man can be renewed day by day. The fallen nature is deteriorating. And thank God it is. Because I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to that day where I can just totally get rid of the fallen nature. And I don't even have to, like, you know, go, well, do, do, I, do I live by Clark Kent or do, do I live by the super suit? Now, I, I think we're always going to have a free will. But I think it's going to be a little bit different. And I do think that our fallen nature will be eradicated and lifted from us when this body, this human body, dies and goes to be with Jesus or is raptured. Yeah, a lot to look forward to. And then I love this. He says, in righteousness and holiness that comes from truth. Truth. It is time for us to get real and to stop living in the world of illusion and delusion and make believe and to start focusing our attention on reality. And the reality is this if you are here today and you are a born again Christian, There has been a time in your life where you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. Then God wants to begin to change the way you think. To change the way you even look at yourself. Because God's Word, the reality is, in Christ, you. Not the make-believe superheroes on the big screen in the movie theater. You are a superhero. You have, through Christ, supernatural capacity to be able to do things that those without the super suit, without the divine nature, without the new man, could never do. 
Have you ever looked at yourself that way? That in Christ, that's who you are? And then begin to think, okay, how does that translate every day? And why then would I want to live one moment of a day without it? Why would I want to hang it up? Why would I even want to put it away? Don't I want to choose to live in that mode all the time? So that no matter what I have to deal with, no matter who I have to deal with, I can deal with it. I can rise above the circumstances. I don't need to keep trying to ask God or those around me and hope that the situation or the circumstances or the people around me change. God has given me everything I need in the new man. That's what I need to choose. To live as the new man, the new woman that God created me to be in Jesus Christ. Let's pray. God, we thank you today for the truth, for the reality of who we are and what we are through Jesus Christ. God, may we see ourselves and what you've done for us maybe in a new or totally different light. May we stop trying and hoping that, God, one day I'll be okay when everything around me is okay. Because the reality is, that's never going to happen. The world is not going to get better. The situation that I'm dealing with, the person I'm dealing with, they might not ever change. In fact, things might get worse. That's the reality. But the same reality teaches us that when God gave us this new man, this super suit, God said, I am giving this to you. I'm entrusting this unbelievable power and ability and capability to you through me to you so that no matter what life brings on this planet no matter how bad things get on the earth before i come and make things right you in this new man will be able to deal with it and not just survive but thrive in this new suit. So God, we pray today that we would leave here just really in a spirit of joyfulness and celebration and praise and worship of you, God, for what you have done for us in Jesus Christ. God, you've given us unbelievable capability. And you have told us the reality is that in Christ we are invincible. No weapon formed against us shall stand in this suit. So God, help us to choose to live in that 
and live by that truth every day. These things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. I've asked Nicole and our worship team to, for us to end on the song we began with today. Made new. Reminding us of the new man, the new woman that God has created. Because a lot of Sundays we want to end on a more reflective note. But today I want to end on a note of just celebration and rallying the people of God to remind us of who we are and how God has made us new. So let's stand and let's sing about being made new today. And let's remind each other and encourage each other. We have been made new. Let's put on the new man today.